I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, Wayne Malou. This is the Game 6 2020 NBA Finals Reaction Podcast, one in which the Los Angeles Lakers were crown champions after a 106 to 93 win over the Miami Heat. Um, it was not that close. <laughs> it was not that close. There's a lot of celebrating going on, um, and you know the, the 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 Heat made a bit of a Blake comeback, but it was bad at times. Uh, it was a little bit disappointing, quite honestly, to see uh, bubble playoffs sort of end on this note where, you know, at times the Lakers are up 36 points. Um, that's that's unbelievable. Of course, the the Heat showed a little bit more fight and tried to claw back, but you're not clawing back 36 points against LeBron, against Anthony Davis, and um, yeah, man, the Lakers. Look, they were crown champions. Congratulations to the Lakers. Um, great, great performance throughout the course of the playoffs. Obviously, they won the first three rounds in five games each, and then um, against the Heat, went up two nothing. Jimmy Butler comes up with a miracle performance. They take game three. Heat win the most important game of the series, which I thought was game four. Game five, another all-time performance with Jimmy Butler. Uh, I don't know you know, how the Heat got through that one. And, of course, the Danny Green miss. And then, you know, game six. To be honest, I thought it would be a little bit more competitive. Um, I just thought the Heat uh, have sort of competed with absolutely every ounce of their energy throughout the course of the bubble. And even though they have been underdogs, it feels like three straight series somehow. Um, I just thought they'd be a little more competitive, but honestly, it was close. It was clear, man. They were just they were running out of gas. Like that's it, you know. Um, I, I thought it it was noticeable that Butler wasn't um, as aggressive as um, he was in Game Five, and definitely not as in Game Three. Obviously, the Lakers came out with a couple of more defensive adjustments. You know, they were keeping AD closer to the paint. They had LeBron on Jimmy Butler this time. It's probably a little bit more help. But honestly, there just wasn't the same energy. And I think, you know, one of the lasting images of this series is in the end of Game 5. Remember when Butler drove to the hoop and got to the free throws. And uh, he was just, like, leaning over in the stanchion, like, you know, panting. And just, he looked absolutely exhausted. And that's kind of how this game went for the the Heat. Like, they just had nothing. They were exhausted. They were tired. Um, Bam was not playing well to start. He was missing a bunch of free throws. Uh, he picked it up late in the second half. He scored a bunch of points again. None of it really mattered. All garbage time. Uh, and, and just the rest of the guys, you know, they couldn't really get it going. Duncan Robinson hit a three early on. It was like, all right, look, here's Duncan with another two threes. Maybe he'll do it again. Like, no, it just, it just wasn't coming in. And really the separation happened in that second quarter where the heat just could not get a single basket to drop. Um, you know, they were... They were running their regular offense, I would say. They're getting the pick and roll, but the key difference there was that um, AD was dropping so 
far back on those pick and rolls, and he was at the rim, and everybody was afraid to challenge AD. Like, it was actually almost comical to see guys just completely pull up short. Um, you know, Tyler Hero, you know, throwing up air balls, you know, shooting from the mid-range, hitting air balls. Just guys having indecision because AD was at the rim lurking. And they would miss. The Lakers get the rebound, and they would run. And they would just overwhelm the heat. Um, you know, they were winning, the, the, the Lakers were winning over 50-50 ball. Offensive rebounds, they were all over the heat on the glass, especially in that second quarter. And they just overran them. Like, that game was over in the second quarter. Um, you know, the, the Lakers were able to establish a 20-plus point lead. They were able to get on transition. KCP hitting threes, getting to the free throw line, getting to the layups. LeBron obviously doing his thing. You know, AD defensively was so dominant. And then you have guys like Caruso coming in for offensive rebounds. Um, you have Markeith Morris coming in for an offensive rebound. You have Rajon Rondo giving you layup after layup. I mean, um, he finished with 19 points today. Rondo was fantastic. Um, and yeah, the Heat just, they, they, they were, they came undone. It was actually a little out of character for them. They've been obviously such a composed team, such a well coached team. So mentally tough and composed in the face of adversity, but. They just, they had nothing tonight. They had absolutely nothing tonight. It was the people taking turns, trying to shoot uh, a 30 pointer. Nothing was going in. And yeah, the game was lost. I mean, I, again, you, you would have thought that maybe in the second half they make a little bit of a comeback. And I guess if you could argue that, okay, yeah, they win the fourth quarter 35 to 19, but it was all garbage time, I promise you. Uh, and yeah, the Lakers. I mean, look, all credit to the Lakers. You know what I mean? Like a lot of what happens in the playoffs is a battle of endurance. It is absolutely a battle of endurance, a battle of will. How much focus can you have? How much energy can you do you have to maintain that competitive drive for as long as you need to? And the Lakers did that. Absolutely, they did that. Um, you know, they're coming into this game, you know, Miami obviously having won game five in that fashion. You know, you would argue they had some momentum. But, you know, and, and even still with the Lakers being older, obviously LeBron is, uh, you know, hashtag year 17, everything like that. This is really year 17 and a half, to be honest. Considering, um, you know, it's 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 already October, uh, but you know they they were able to um, come out with more energy. Surprisingly, even though they're the more veteran team, and I think honestly, part of it is just look, Miami's depth uh, took a big hit with Dragic and Adebayo out for parts of the series. Dragic actually uh, played 19 minutes in this game and was a plus two and you know came in and made a couple of plays, but I I I honestly. I don't even know him. Modern science is freaking me out. Trump gets COVID at 70 plus. He's out there now. Just looks like he's okay. And Dragic is tearing his leg and somehow he's playing in a game with what looks to be a body pillow wrapped around his leg. Uh, and, and he's out there actually contributing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the early injuries in the series really, really put a lot of miles on the heat. Uh, and then also is just the construction of the Heat's roster. I mean, it was, this was just a bad matchup for it. It didn't really hurt them in the Eastern Conference. But when it got to this series, they didn't have, you know, enough big men, enough size to throw out the Lakers. And the Lakers were just able to overrun them. And that was one of the matchup issues coming into this series, you know, regardless of the injuries. But when you put in the injuries, when you put in the lack of size, when you put in the fact that, you know, they don't really have a lot of reliable contributors off the bench. Um, yeah. You know, it, it uh, the Lakers are able to, to to take the series. So congratulations to the Lakers. Uh, obviously, congrats to the Heat. They've had a fantastic playoff run. Uh, showed a lot of resilience. Um, you know, there was a report out there that look, the Heat will be one of the primary um, free agency destinations. I don't know why you need to put that report out there. I mean, they are always a free agency threat, uh, and obviously, this does not hurt their case by any means. But all credit to the Heat, man. They're, they they played a really really great. Uh, 
you know, bubble playoffs. Had some great moments, and you just tip your cap to them because they they play like you know just I wouldn't say they play like champions, but they played very very tough basketball. Um, Bam had some incredible moments. Jimmy Butler obviously had some sensational moments. I mean, seriously, some of those finals performances were absolutely unbelievable. Uh, Spo, I think he's getting his respect now as one of the greatest coaches in the league. And then even some of the younger guys emerging, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, these guys making impact. You know, obviously with their. Uh, uh, off-ball movement and, and timely threes and stuff like that. So you got to give a lot of credit to the Heat. But having said that, the Lakers are champions, and the Lakers deserve um, all of the praise coming into this because, you know, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of doubt around the Lakers. Let's be real. I don't want to paint the Lakers as underdogs. It's actually kind of mad annoying. Every single time a team wins the championship, it's we have to somehow go on and on and on about everything that um, they went through and, you know, all the Lakers were in were in Shanghai when uh, Daryl Morey tweeted out some things, and uh, so therefore LeBron should be MVP. Like I don't want to go that that route. Obviously, the Lakers are still the Lakers. They are the premium franchise in the NBA. Um, they have LeBron and Anthony Davis, two of the top five players in the world. <laughs> no one's no one's saying the Lakers are underdogs. But having said that, though, there were legitimate doubts around the Lakers in terms of their roster construction. Right, uh, you're looking at a really old team. Um, you're looking at a team that doesn't really have a natural point guard on it. Um, obviously, Rondo came in to fill that role. Uh, and, you know, you're looking at, okay, they're shaky in terms of three-point shooting. They got so many centers. What are they going to do? And, I mean, realistically, when you have LeBron and AD, you can't really complicate it that much, especially when the Clippers went out. And the Clippers, really, you figured, okay, maybe they can give them some real issues. We saw how great Kawhi was last year's playoff run, but... Once the Clippers choked against, um, you know, Nikola um, Jokic and Jamal Murray and those guys, the, the the path was wide open for the Lakers, and the Lakers walked through and, and took that. But you have to give them a lot of credit because, you know, this is a group that has stick, you know, stayed together this whole time. Um, they're clearly a very w- tight-knit group. Obviously, it's top-heavy. LeBron is the definitive leader of the bunch, and everyone sort of, you know, revolves around him. He's like the son of the universe. Um but, you know, uh, they're, they're a tight-knit group. They stay together. They play for each other. And, honestly, they're kind of an unselfish group in the sense that everyone understands what the hierarchy It's LeBron, then it's AD, and then it's everyone else. And everyone else kind of is just okay with shuffling in and out. You know, you have a lot of veteran guys on this roster who have not won before. Um, so, you know, they, those are guys that are willing to sacrifice. Dwight Howard starts a lot of the season. He starts, you know, a lot of the bubble playoffs. He has some great moments. And then he's just gone <laughs> in, game, in, the, in, in the elimination game. He is benched entirely. He goes from being a starter to being benched, which I actually thought, you know, that was one of the obvious adjustments the Lakers could have made. And the Lakers actually did make a good adjustment there, taking Dwight Howard out, putting Caruso into starting five, putting uh, AD closer on Bam so he could be closer to the rim, everything like that. All the adjustments worked out pretty well. Um, but, you know, Dwight's willing to sacrifice Kuzma, Markeith Morris, Caruso, KCP, Danny Green, all these other guys, Rondo doesn't really matter they'll just play a role and and they they've made it work really well because i think when you get to the playoffs so much what you do is a how well can you defend and b do you have a guy on the floor who can carry your offense and be the central hub for your team make great decisions be a threat to score and they absolutely bang on nailed both those parts defensively this team was great all year one of the top defensive clubs in the nba uh, and then when you looked at the roster, you're like, all right, if LeBron buys in on defense, and he really hasn't for a couple of years, but you know, whatever, you're not really going to buy in on defense when I, you know, Isaiah Thomas and you know, 
Kevin Love are out there. Like, <laughs> there's nothing really LeBron could be buying in for. Um, LeBron buys into defense on this year. AD is, you know, defensive player of the year, level caliber player. Not trying to take anything from Giannis. The Bucks were a really great regular season team, but AD with the versatility defensively. And then all the other guys are pretty solid defenders. Like, you know, Caruso, he's really like a Pat Bev without any of the, the, the extras, which is actually kind of nice. It's actually a little easier to root for Caruso. He plays real hard, plays a lot of energy. He, he's actually, he did a really good job in this whole series. Every time he was guarding Tyler Hero, I thought Hero was real quiet. Um, and I thought Caruso in the starting five helped with that front. You know, KCP really stepped up in a couple of key moments. He was pretty good today as well. Uh, and, and even the guys that are bringing off the bench, like, you know, Markeith was giving them some physicality, kind of like that enforcer type, kind of reminds me of like, you know, a, a Ty Domi in hockey almost. Um, you know, and, and guys like Rondo, Dwight Howard, these guys can defend, these guys can guard. Like, the only guy in the rotation, you know, someone to the Raptors, the only guy in the rotation on that, on that team that doesn't guard is Kuzma. And you know what? That's the thing. The Lakers are good enough where they're like, all right, we probably don't need Kuzma. Um, if he comes in and gives us contributions, fine. If he comes in and just fouls everybody like he usually does, we can just take him out. It's fine, right? So, um, you know, it, it's the Lakers are a great defensive club, and AD is absolutely a linchpin. You watch some of the highlights from this game. I mean, it, the Heat are just missing shot after shot because they're looking at AD. They're seeing that unibrow, and they're, they're uh, intimidated. They're terrified. And uh, AD has been sensational on defense throughout this whole season. You know, I could hear the Lakers' case for defensive player of the year for Davis because he really has been that good. Um, but, yeah, AD obviously is a linchpin. And, of course, the Lakers, so they were able to defend, right? Every single matchup we saw. And the Lakers played a lot of different teams. Portland is a very different team. They played a lot of pick and roll with Dame Lillard. They have CJ McCollum. Now, there were some injuries that factored in there. But, nevertheless, uh, the Lakers were able to take away that one central Steph Curry level type of player. Well, not level, but style of player and Dame Lillard they sent some double teams at him they were aggressive trapped him ball forced him to give it up and the rest of the guys couldn't really get it done all right so they had to do that then against Houston they figured out some things against James Harden they played him straight up a lot of the time they also trapped him a lot of the time they dared Westbrook to beat them Westbrook couldn't do it the rest of the, the, the I mean the rest of the Rockets are just nothing special to be honest uh, and they were able to solve that. And then the Nuggets, another really, really different team where you have a guy like Jokic, who might be the most offensively skilled big man in this whole generation. Uh, and then you have Jamal Murray, who was making ridiculous shots. That was a difficult uh, team to guard in terms of that central pick-and-roll action, but also the fact that you have one guy in the low post that's that creative, that guy who can also step out to the three-point line. And then you have Jamal, who was making shots that nobody could defend. I mean, they were playing great defense on Jamal, but Jamal was hitting like ridiculous, like, all right, off the wrong foot, 360 reverse layup. Uh, drive into the paint, you know, go up and under like Michael Jordan. It, it's it was ridiculous, but they were able to solve that team's offense as well. And then you look at the Heat, another really really different offense, right? You have uh, a lot of off ball movement. You have like a central pick and roll action with Jimmy Butler, but you know he's also kind of a distributor. You have all these guys moving off the ball, shooting the, the speed, the perimeter, uh, you know, attack that they come with. And the Lakers were able to solve that as well. So you got to give the Lakers defense a lot of credit. And then the other thing is. Yeah, they have LeBron James, right? LeBron in the playoffs, we've seen, is a different player. And look, man, it's, you know, everyone likes to poke fun at LeBron. You know, personally, I, I find the whole LeBron thing kind of funny to me because obviously he's absolutely great, but, you know, he's also a guy who really likes to be in control. It's kind of funny to see him out of control sometimes uh, or when things are going out of sight of his control, like with Danny Green missing that shot or whatever. But, um, I mean, come on, man. LeBron is undeniably 
great. Like, I don't know why anyone even spends energy hating on LeBron. Like, he's actually that good. You can make jokes for sure, but if you're actually like going out there and trying to hate on LeBron, there's nothing you can hate on. There's absolutely nothing you can hate on. Um, you know, LeBron, I mean, like, look what he did in the Swiss. I mean, he has 28, 14, 10, and we're not even going to talk about the fact that he has 28, 14, 10. Like, what kind of player is that? You know what I mean? Like, you just expect that from LeBron. Right. And, you know, the other the other game, you know, obviously Jimmy Butler gets all the highlights and the praise because he, his team won. But LeBron's giving you like 40, you know, like and that's just expected. That's just expected from LeBron James. That's just normal from LeBron, you know, and, and you know, he's bought in from defense. Um, he, I think he's really found himself on a team where, you know, he obviously had a big hand in the construction of the team, brought a lot of guys in. And if it didn't work, it was going to be on LeBron. And LeBron took that responsibility on and, and, and he's delivered. I mean, you know. I thought last year Kawhi, what he did in the playoffs, took the crown for you know the best playoff player in the NBA, right? Because we hadn't seen that from LeBron in a while. We haven't seen LeBron play defense like this. LeBron emphatically came back and took it back. Now, of course, Kawhi also just you know uh, shot. I forgot what he shot against the Clippers in, in game or in, against the Nuggets in Game Seven, but Kawhi also abdicated that throne himself. But um, you know, LeBron is back on top, and LeBron is absolutely on top. I mean, look at this. Four different championships now on three different teams. Him and Danny Green <laughs> accomplishing that feat together. Um, and LeBron was sensational. Throughout the course of the playoffs, LeBron was sensational. You know, he's he's played a really cerebral game. He's so smart now. There's nothing you can really do against him. You can throw different defenses. Like, we saw that he tried the zone. LeBron picked apart that zone so quickly. It was actually hilarious to watch. Um, you know, uh, you know, and all those things that LeBron could do. I mean, like you look at the look at the kind of way he scored tonight. Yeah, pull up threes, you know, mid range pull up off the high pick and roll, getting all the way to the rim, posting up, finishing, transition, finishing, you know, screening, slipping to the rim, finding gaps, you know, and then the distributing as well. I mean, he had obviously ten assists, but he could have had more. In terms of like the, the open threes he was setting up for people. The reads he makes, the, the the setting the tempo and everything like that. LeBron is sensational. Like, I don't even know, man. I mean, it's, it's so hard to beat LeBron, um, and you know, it, it's it's unbelievable. Like, uh, you know, one of the best, you know, one of the testaments to LeBron's greatness is that Andre Godala got Finals MVP in 2015 for holding LeBron to like 30, 15, and 15. Like, it, you know, it's obviously whatever. There's some other factors that went into that, but you know. It, LeBron is just sensational, and LeBron gets Finals MVP again. That's four for him. All the debate about him and AD. Look, listen, man. Both of them make great impact for sure. AD defensively makes a bigger impact on LeBron on the sheer basis of AD's size and everything like that. But the two of them working in tandem, it's a scary combo. It really is. The only thing that you really can hang your hat on is the fact that the rest of the Lakers are not that special. With all due respect to the guys who just won champions today, but um. Yeah, AD and LeBron are just an incredible combo. They they work on so many levels. Um, LeBron is absolutely right when he says, you know, why does him and AD work together so well? He says that it's because they're not jealous of each other. And it's true. They're not competing for the same thing. Like, the, the, trying to force feed the MV, finals MVP conversation, you know, it, it's fun for us to talk about. But it never really sweat them. You're never really seeing these guys really compete for anything like that. Um, they're just two guys that want to work hard, work together. You know, and I, you, get, you give them respect, man. Listen, with with all great players, too, you want to see great players play with other great players. Not necessarily in the sense that you don't want to see competition, but you don't want to see greatness that goes um, undervalued or that, that it falls short of uh, what 
you know, they should be accomplishing. You know what I mean? You don't want to see a great player toiling away on one team and flaming out in the first and second round because the rest of the guys can get it done. Like, you want to see great players play together so that they can reach their final goals. And LeBron and AD is a perfect fit. I mean, he's found his best teammate, especially at this stage of his career where LeBron could, you know, feature AD as a main scorer. You know, AD can do so much defensively, and then they could play off of each other. And then, of course, when things get real serious, LeBron can kind of turn it on. Um, it's it's the perfect uh, partnership, and the two of them winning championship together makes absolute sense. And so you got to give them their credit. Uh, in terms from a Laker, from a Raptors Lakers crossover perspective, obviously Danny Green uh, is now a champion yet again. That's three championships for Danny Green now. Uh, you know, one with the Spurs, one with the Raps, and now one with the Lakers. Uh, you know, obviously there was so much um, there was so much hate thrown towards Danny Green for missing that three at the end of Game Five. You know, that's the ugly side of I don't know being a public figure. That's the ugly side of humanity. It's 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 gross. Um, Absolutely, we saw that with Pascal this year. We see it every single year. We saw it with KD when he went down. Uh, you know, it, it sports brings out a lot of this negative intensity um, from a lot of people, and that's really not okay. But you know, I was really rooting for Danny to play well today, and I thought Danny played well too, man. He had Eleven points, five rebounds, and assists. You know, he's hitting some threes. Got a got inside for a little pull up jumper. Uh, played well defensively. You know, Danny. You know, he did his thing today. You really can't complain about eleven and five from Danny, and of course, you know Danny being a championship uh, once again is not surprising. I mean, he's obviously found himself in some great situations, but um, you know the Lakers obviously went after Danny really hard after uh, Kawhi chose the Clippers, and you know I'm happy it worked out for Danny, man. Listen, uh, he's a he's a fantastic individual. Obviously, as Raptor fans, we all know um, what Danny's about. You know, he loves Canada, he loves everything with the Raptors. He wanted to stay. Raps needed to move on obviously in a new phase. Uh, but Danny gets to land in Los Angeles and he gets this great run. So, I mean, obviously it's, it's really tough, but um, you know, a, a ring is, is, is such a huge thing. And now Danny has three, man. Listen, Kawhi couldn't win without Danny, but Danny can win without Kawhi. All right. We're going to run with that narrative for Mr. Danny Green tonight. Uh, and then also Phil Handy as well, man, assistant coach with the Raptors um, last season, uh, well respected by so many players across the league, decides to go to Los Angeles last year with Danny Green, reuniting with LeBron, who he used to work with back in 2016 on those Cavs teams. Phil Handy, another you know world class individual, uh, really really positive dude. Um, again, a lot of the superstars in the NBA, you know, respect him. You know, LeBron, Kawhi. Uh, you know, Kyrie, you know, also uh, go down the line, right? All the Raptors last year. So I'm happy for those guys. And again, honestly, as a Raptor fan now, I was always happy to see, you know, I, I love watching championship celebrations. I love seeing that moment where people get their title and seeing their reactions, you know. Uh, and, you know, having seen the Raptors do that last year live and in person, and everything like that, um, it was like a dream come true. And I, I just genuinely feel really happy for all these guys in the Lakers. You know, I mean, all these guys. Dwight Howard got to come in for 30 seconds of garbage time, and he shot a three from 30 feet, and he hit it. You know what I mean? Like, all these guys. I'm happy for all these guys. Quinn Cook, you know, JaVale McGee, you know, all these guys. You know, Jared Dudley as well. You know, look, you can call them ring chasers if you want, but, like, who doesn't want to chase a ring, man? Like, who doesn't want to be there celebrating tonight in the Disney bubble right now? So, um yeah, you know, I'm, I'm happy for these guys. You know, it's it's such a big thing to win. It's so hard to win. It's absolutely, it just takes everything out of you. Um, and, of course, this year with all the circumstances, with the season being delayed and everything like that, 
Um, I'm just very happy that these guys are able to accomplish their goal. And I know a lot of people don't like the Lakers. Sure, whatever, man. You could complain, everything like that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to respect greatness. 17 champions now as a franchise. You know, obviously some of those were from Minneapolis. Who cares, man? You know, pretty much like since, you know, there was color on TV, um, you know, the Lakers have been absolutely dominant. And, you know, I think that there is a question to be asked of, is this sort of a one-off or is this sort of the start of a dynasty? I mean, quite honestly, uh, they're probably they're going to resign AD. They're going to have LeBron, and really, it's going to be a shorter run because you just really don't know how many years of peak, peak, peak LeBron you're going to get. Um, but at the same time, he's shown absolutely no times of slapping down. I just saw what Modern Signs did for Goran Dragic and his leg uh, being able to play. Um, again, wrapped in a Sealy mattress. So I, I you know, I, I, LeBron might be able to do this for another five, ten years. I honestly wouldn't surprise me at this point. Medicine is so good. Um, and yeah, I mean, AD's young. He's in his prime. The two of them together are going to be fantastic. You know, you would figure they would get a better supporting cast eventually, but I think it would kind of mostly be those two guys there with a couple more pieces, guys fitting the mold of what the Lakers have. I don't know how much more the Lakers can improve realistically, but, um, you know that's gonna be they're gonna be a force. They're gonna be a force. You know, next year is gonna be so difficult to um, predict because, I mean, you don't even know when next year is gonna happen, right? We we just don't have an official date for that. We saw Adam Silver um, looking like a six five Alex Caruso out there um, giving speeches, but uh, what I really wanted to hear from Adam Silver was well, when are we the when are the um, the twenty 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 one season regular season game starting? He obviously does not have an answer for that yet, but. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, the Lakers are going to be there regardless. The Lakers are going to be there. Um, you know, obviously there's a couple of more teams in the West. You could probably sense one or two of them breaking up. Um, you know, obviously OKC looks like they're going to break up. They weren't really a real title threat. Uh, Houston, they're probably at the end of their run. We'll see what happens. Daryl Morey is a very active dude. They obviously need to hire a coach and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, it's... It's probably going to be the Lakers again. And really, their main competition is probably going to be the Golden State Warriors. We'll see what state uh, they return in. You know, obviously, Steph, Clay, uh, and, and Draymond are, are a deadly combo. I'm not really sure what they're going to do with that war chest of assets. You know, they have the number number two pick that was reportedly on the market. We'll see if they have some contracts that they can theoretically pair up. Although, you might just need a number two pick just to get rid of Wiggins' deal. But... Um, you know, uh, listen, if it's, <laughs> I would love to see that series next year, uh, Warriors versus Lakers, uh, and, and really it comes down to whether the Warriors can get more size on their team. Cause like they're just real small in their current, uh, alignment. And we saw what AD has done, uh, this year in the playoffs. If you really look closely, AD has played the, uh, has played the Warriors before AD was really, really dominant there too. He's too big for Draymond to handle, and Draymond's obviously now in his 30s as well. Then you got LeBron. You don't have Iggy anymore. I'm curious, but you know, I would say honestly, the Lakers are even my favorite in that matchup as much as I favored, uh, as much as I enjoy what the Warriors do, especially because those guys are coming off injuries. And then if you look at the Eastern Conference, um, that is a complete mystery to me. That is an absolute complete mystery because Miami is a team that is here. They have a culture. They're established. They have young guys. They're probably going to bring back a lot of their guys. We'll see. You know, obviously, the Dragic is going to be expensive. Uh, Crowder might be expensive, too. You know, who knows what they do with the long-term contracts and things like that. You know, they want to be a player in 2021. Bam's up for an extension. Everything like that, right? But, you know, you figure Miami would be back with their same group. 
you know, I don't know if Miami will go back to the finals. Um, this is not necessarily a group based on the talent alone that, you know, they are just an absolute shoe-in, but you got to give them their credit. They're definitely in the mix. Raptors are in the mix. Obviously, we have our own fragrance to deal with. Uh, the Celtics are going to bring their team back, and if they get a legitimate big, then, yeah, that's a scary team. That's a real scary team if they can, you know, turn Gordon, uh, Gordon Hayward into a guy who can really play defense in the middle uh, instead of just starting Daniel Tice. Even though Daniel Tice did all he could for them this year, you know, you, you need a better big man um, to, to win, especially if you want to eventually match up against the Lakers. And, um, you know, Philly, I, I don't know, man. Let me just, I'm, I'm out on Philly for now. Milwaukee, I'm kind of out on Milwaukee too. Like their, their ceiling is pretty clear to me unless they make some moves, which they probably won't, uh, considering they're keeping Bud. Uh, and then, you know, the big wild card again is the Nets, who are already off to a flying start with Kyrie and KD, um, you know, sort of, uh, getting their foot in their mouth again, as they usually do, uh, with their comments on a podcast. But, you know, the talent is there. You know, they need some big men, too. Again, DeAndre Jordan and Jared Allen, that's probably not enough. But uh, it's going to be very interesting, man. But honestly, I, I could really see the Lakers doing this again next year. I could really see the Lakers doing this again next year. Um, especially if they get, you know, because it's L.A., man. There's a long history of people ring chasing going to L.A. You know, I love the pictures of seeing, like, you know, uh, <laughs> Gary Payton and Carl Malone on, on Lakers colors. It looks so weird, but... They're always going to be a destination. They're they've proven that they're a championship franchise again, and you know I, I wouldn't be surprised if they get more people to come with them. But it's uh, for now they're the champions. They might be champions again. Well, who knows? Next season is going to be very interesting, provided we actually get next season. And yeah, so I'm um, I'm happy that uh, I'm, I'm happy that it's sort of all over. I'm going to miss basketball very very dearly over the winter months. It's very weird to go through winter without watching you know the Raptors every other night, but. Um, you know, obviously, the state of the world is the way it is. But, uh, yeah, I, I really want to thank everyone for listening along. Uh, you know, oh, the three stars, obviously, you know, I would probably I'll give LeBron the first star. I can't hate 28 points, 14 rebounds, 10 assists, 13 of 20 shooting, you know, ridiculous performance. Uh, AD right there behind him, 19 points, 15 rebounds, three assists, a steal, two blocks, seven of 17 shooting. The, the, defense AD was playing, I mean, it was crazy, like, the Heat wouldn't try anything in the paint, it was, it was really funny to watch, and then the third side, I gave to Rondo, honestly, Rondo was sensational, 19 points off the bench, 4-4 as well, rebounds and assists, just created that separation for the Lakers, especially there when, you know, the obviously, the Lakers starters are such a handful to deal with, and then if Rondo comes off, and he's driving through Jimmy Butler for repeatedly for layups, you're done. You're absolutely done. And, and Ronald has been the Lakers' third best player at many, many points during uh, the playoffs. So, um, yeah, Rondo, man. Playoff Rondo. It's a real thing. It's it's a real thing. Again, if you have guys who can defend and make good decisions in the playoffs, you are going to win. And the Lakers have a lot of those guys. Uh, they have the best guy in terms of LeBron and AD for that combo. And then you put in Rondo. He's he's been a good third piece. I mean, I you wouldn't you wouldn't say he's a third star. Obviously, that you know you wouldn't say Rondo's a star at this age, but in the playoffs, he's a very very useful player. Um, in terms of Gerald Henderson Award winner, that's got to go to uh, KCP. Seventeen points, um, you know, six of thirteen shooting. I mean, look if he's gonna outplay Duncan, if he's gonna outscore Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero both. And, and, and match their combo combined in terms of points. I don't know what else you could ask for. KCP was really good. Uh, in terms of your Pat Patterson award winner, I mean, it, it hurts me to say this. Unfortunately, I give the... Uh, uh, 
I might give it to Butler. It, you know, it just they needed more from Butler today. It's not reasonable to ask Butler to give you 40, 10, and 10 every game. He's not LeBron. Expecting him to be is ridiculous, but he needs to be better today, and he was just not the same guy. So you can't blame him. You know, it's a great run for Jimmy, but he came up short tonight. Um, but yeah, in terms of everything else, you know, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks everyone for watching. Um, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm mostly, this is Raptors over everything. This is not, you know, Lakers or Heat over everything, but you know, I'm, 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 I hope everyone has enjoyed the finals coverage and yeah, I mean, you know, I'm going to get back to talking a lot about the Raptors have a couple of, uh, off season plans coming up in terms of podcast focusing on the draft podcast, focusing on, um, you know, free agency podcast focusing on uh, various different topics, you know, and, and we'll look all uh, we'll look at all of that. Absolutely. Try to get some interviews in as well. But uh, really, really sincere. Thank you to everyone for following along. This has been a sensational second season of the podcast. Uh, really, really appreciate everyone rating, reviewing, subscribing to the show, um, listening to the KFC ads and everything like that. So uh, I hope. Uh, it was fun for everybody. I really, really do. And uh, based on the feedback, it seemed to be that way. But seriously, it's way more, as much as fun as it was for everybody, it was way more fun for me to do this, to cover uh, the Raptors and the NBA as a job is really like, I don't know, it doesn't feel like a job. It's it's just like a, I don't know, it's, it's a dream job, I guess. And um, yeah, so thanks everyone for listening, for making this a, a possibility. Thanks to Yahoo, obviously, for... Uh, you know, putting me on this platform and uh, yeah, I look forward to more coverage. So listen, more coverage next week, um, you know, for the Raptors, you know, I have a couple of ideas coming out. So check out the podcast. there. going to drop occasional articles and pieces. So read, read that as well on Yahoo Sports Canada. And, you know, finally, uh, happy Canadian Thanksgiving to everyone out there. Um, you know, I would say, yeah, um, just enjoy that, that that extra day, you know, with uh, with your families and your loved ones. Obviously, it's tough to be together at this point, but, uh, you know, find some time to be together if you can. So, uh, thanks everyone for listening. And, uh, yeah, that's it for the 2020 season. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.